We live. Live. Yeah, mine says live on YouTube. Yeah. Really? Mine didn't pop up. Beth, how's the TikTok game? Did you call a friend? Yes. All right. Um, just give me a sec, ladies. Sorry, we might be a minute delayed. That's okay. I struggled really hard last week. <laughs> it was so bad. I had to get Leighton to come on because I, I couldn't get it to work. Oh, really? With yeah, and I was like sweating. Like we weren't live anymore. Um, Reed and I had a little like sesh with her where we just like chatted about our lives. Yeah, she's great like that. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for your patience. All right. Um, so thank you for joining me today, ladies. Uh, my name is Leighton. I'm one of the hosts and uh, producers here on the podcast. Joining me today is Elle McFeeders and Beth Ensley. Do you guys want to just quickly introduce yourselves and uh, tell our viewers who you are, what you do? Thank you. We'll start with uh, the guest of honor, Beth. Hi, everyone. Oh, <laughs> I told you I have a visitor. <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, oh another one. Wait, where's we're, the third? Live we're on YouTube. Say hi. We're eating the whole family. <laughs> I literally told you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Um, my name is Beth Insley. I'm the executive director of the Student Association on Kingston campus. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm Elle McFeeders. I'm the president of the Student Association, also on the Kingston campus. Awesome. Little family get together here. Yeah. Thanks again for joining me. Um, gorgeous day out. Another beautiful day here in April. Hopefully um, this leads to a lovely, a lovely May where we can all get back together. Hopefully this all ends soon. Um, but on that note, um, I'm excited to bring you two kind of together here. We have kind of the two heads of the student uh, government here with us. So I just kind of wanted to check in with both of you today to kind of see how things are going on the inside. Maybe some updates you can share with us from the college what the student government is doing to help students here in Kingston, all uh, all those kind of fun and good initiatives like the food pantry and all that, how that's all going. Um, so Beth, how has, uh, how has your team kind of rebounded from kind of moving to everything being at home and uh, how have you kind of seen um, the team kind of come together to help students in this time right now? Um, so we had um, almost no warning. We had, you know, everyone knew this was going on um, but we didn't know if we were going to be staying on campus and what that, what that looked like. So um, we didn't have a lot of prep time. So um, we basically were told um, on a Tuesday, um, you know, everyone off campus basically. So we packed up as much as we possibly could and everyone went um, to their houses. We are on week seven right now. So this is our seventh week at home. Um, and so our staff has actually been really, really resilient throughout this time. And like, I would expect nothing less. Um, we have a really, really, um, really responsible and really motivated team who um, kind of just deal with things as they come. Um, they kind of overcome challenges really well. So everyone got set up at home pretty quickly. We had a quick turnaround on that. Uh, within a week or so, we were all basically set up and ready to go. And from that point on, we just started having um, 
our weekly weekly meetings, two weekly meetings, um, and then tons of side meetings. Um, but right now what we're doing is um, taking every service and program that we currently offer um, and flipping it to a virtual model um, and a virtual delivery or an online delivery. Some of the things that we've done for years, um, it was easy to do that. Some are not. So yeah. um, the strategy around that is, is challenging. Um, so that's what we've been working on and we've been successful in doing that with most of the services we offer uh, and we'll continue to bridge the gaps in some of the other things that we're doing. So um, I think all in all, we've done a really, really good job and our, our team, um, you know, they're pretty committed to their jobs and they're pretty committed to um, making sure things that they do under their portfolio are still being done and students can still access those services. So um, we're really fortunate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's almost like it's a good learning opportunity. Yeah. Because it's always good to be aware that things can change so quickly and you never know what's going to happen. So I think being able to just take everything, switch it to a different platform or a different delivery method has, you know, it'll it'll add a lot of value to like our future careers. And as we continue in these types of environments and organizations, it'll definitely benefit us in the long. Yeah, for sure. And change management or change in general, that's something that for all of our business students out there, um, organizational behavior, change management, um, you know, we study that. That's something you look at. Um, and I've, you know, I've read tons of books and there is a book called, I don't think I have it here. I think it might be called Loop Tale. Anyway, there is, there is a book um, and in that book, the author talks about change in organization and every organization almost in the world is having to go through this type of change and what you usually see is either um there is um so much change that things get better more efficient people get more motivated people become creative they have unique ideas collaboration just booms um because of that and then the flip side is people aren't able to manage that um, and that comes from the top down right if you don't have somebody or people at the top saying okay, this is our strategy. This is what we're going to do to make sure we provide value. If you don't have that, um, sometimes things can go really, really um, wrong. So <clears throat> we've been lucky that we have a strong team. We had a strong team to begin with. We, we genuinely like each other and we all get along. We're friends, um, not just coworkers. So it's easy when you have that environment to kind of move into this environment. So I think all in all, we've done a really excellent job and we've learned tons for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think having a strong team is important. And even in this time, it's important to almost over communicate um, just because people at, at the end of the day, that's what we are. We're human beings at heart. And as much as uh, the team has kind of come together to kind of be there for students, we still have to remember that we are people. So um, Elle, in your position, how has, uh, how has the feedback been from the student body? What are you kind of hearing out there? How are, how are people feeling about things? Is there a lot of anxiety amongst the student population? Anxiety, sort of. I, I People are curious. People are kind of in that unknown. So I get a lot of questions is basically it. And people just want to know what's going on in general. Um, sometimes they're really simple. I can answer. And other times it's kind of like a waiting game. Like a lot of it is like, I want to know too, but unfortunately there's not enough information or I can direct them to St. Lawrence College website or the government website, things like that. But I think it, it's more just people are unsure right now, especially students. 
ends for there was convocation and then there's you know the fall like people are just genuinely curious if we're going to be able to go back on the campus ever yeah that's a good point i think uh one of the big questions uh in everybody's mind right now is will this be resolved um in time for classes to resume normally in the fall um so beth what are you hearing from the college to that point i know there's a lot of speculation you can't really give us a straight answer um, but are things maybe moving that way? Is there maybe a contingency plan in place from uh, Glenn and the top staff to kind of move that direction? Yeah, so currently uh, there is no plan um, for September. Um, the college will take all their direction from public health um, mm -hmm. as, as most places will. So um, I'm sure, I, I know that they have contingency plans for all different types of options, um, but that will basically be directed by public health. So if we get to a point July, August, and public health is still telling people, you know, groups of 20 or less or 30 or less or 50 or less, um, that provides the college with a, with a challenge, um, especially Kingston campus. Our Kingston campus is um, a public building. Uh, we have tons of students on campus on any given day between part-time, full-time, co-op, um, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, apprenticeship programs, we have tons of students coming in and out. We also have a large complement of staff on the Kingston camp campus between college, student association, uh, Browns, um, St. Larry's Pub. Like we have tons of people in and out of that building. Um, and then you add on the other layer of uh, conference services. So having yeah. things booked in our conference space and having people in and out. So um, it will be directed by public health, of course, and that's basically what they will follow. I do know that um, the decision to do online delivery for spring and summer um, was obviously challenging, but the co our college has really rose to that occasion and they've done a pretty good job, to be honest, in a very short window uh, to be able to provide that for students. And that goes back to our first comment is if you have infrastructure and a team ready, um, you can do those things. But if you're not set up to even for those possibilities, it makes things very hard. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was the right decision. And for us right now, it's it's a waiting game, right? It's it's what um, what is it going to look like in, in mid-summer to late summer? And I would assume by then um, more information more information that comes out by then, um, we'll start to learn a little bit more. Um, the good news is that um, we've seen that they can do an online delivery, like it's possible. Um, September, there's a lot more students, um, but being able to off offer the service in any mode or delivery mode, I think students can feel like feel assured in that the capability of our college is there. So um, don't we don't have to really fret too much because in September, um, they've proven that they can roll out, you know, courses um, in some delivery method. Um, so we'll wait, we'll wait on that and see. Um, but I do know that they, they'll be planning for lots of options yeah. um, and those options will be communicated. And when we know, we'll communicate that out to students as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I know definitely one of the biggest challenges um, as a student myself would be finding value in the online component. I know, um, and Elle, maybe you can echo me on this, just being in class and being face-to-face -face with those top level educators is what people want. You wanna be in class, you wanna have that contact. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens here in, uh, in the fall. Um, 
So Al, um, on your side, what are some of the things that the um, SA is kind of rolling out to help students in this time? Has there any kind of been new initiatives or any kind of thing like that that's kind of been specifically just for this last six weeks? Yeah, so we, I mean, we're implementing all of our services into an online delivery method. I think so far we've definitely been working strongly to have more interaction on our Instagram pages. We um, have like different ways that students can like have fun on Instagram, like with the bingos and different things like that. Um, and that'll continue. So a lot of the events will start switching. We also introduced um, a meeting request, a virtual meeting request. So if you go to the saslc.ca website, you can request to have a virtual meeting. So it's as if we were still on campus, you can talk to us face-to-face -face if you have questions, concerns, because sometimes it's a little bit easier with dialogue actually face-to-face -face, in a sense or virtually. Um, so a lot of basically everything that we're doing, we're pushing it out to the students, we're keeping everyone in the loop, we're constantly posting college updates, things like that. Um, so yeah, and you'll continue to see that. We'll, it'll just get bigger and bigger and better and better of the type of things that we can do for students virtually. That's awesome. Sounds like some good initiatives. And uh, yeah. are these are these kind of things that you both just mentioned the last few minutes, are they kind of being mirrored around the province by other student governments or, or has there been kind of, kind of collaboration on that top level between student governments? Or I'm guessing not because it's kind of just like, as you said, Beth, you're waiting on public health. There's not so much that you can do until you get the go ahead or the okay. Yeah, it, it really depends on that. And it also depends on how your college so student governments um, historically are um, incorporated separately from the college. They're their own organization um, and they live within the college and, um, you know, represent, protect, promote, which is part of what we do, the student membership, so the student body. Um, so because of that, we rely on the college organization and network to provide us detail on how um, we, you know, transition and how we work within the establishment. Um, and so every college, the decisions that they've made about how to provide school or classes or their academics and the programs they're setting up, um, it, every student government would have to kind of, um, you know, collaborate to, to fit that in some ways. Um, and then every student government is different. Um, some are very small, some are huge. Some represent, you know, 25,000 students. Um, some represent 500 students. So um, what I do know is that the mandate of student governments would remain the same pretty much across the province and, and Canada, um, that they do have the ability to um, support students in tons of ways. Um, and one of those is information sharing. That's a really, really important one is information sharing and being available. Um, advocacy related issues. So students struggling in an academic <clears throat> program or having any sort of issue like that, um, student governments mostly um, will help students um, deal with that issue or that challenge. Um, and that's what we continue to do. Um, we also have um, some funding available for students who wanna do some different academic, they wanna pursue some different ac academic um, channels, they wanna do something different. Um, we still have that funding. Um, and then the there is some, um, there is some emergency dollars for students as well. Um, and those emergency dollars right now are being floated through up to the college. And those are for people who are um, in critical need um, and have some sort of um, financial crisis or emergency. Um, and we work um, to do that as well. So 
Um, there's a vast array of things that we do, not just um, information, but um, it kind of trickles out and we'll continue to do that. And this is an environment where it's required, um, required more than normal. Um, we love to have fun in student governments, but if you go to, if you visit any student government in Ontario or Canada, they're fun. They're usually really fun people. But in this time, one of the things that we have to focus on is the care and wellness of students. And um, we'll just try to support that however we can through our own organization or in a collaboration with the college. So we'll just keep kind of doing that as we go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for those insights. Once this uh, is posted, I'll, I'll post a link um, to some of those resources you just mentioned there, Beth. Um, yeah. Anybody looking for financial assistance or anything like that, that's definitely gonna be, um, um, strongly needed in this time right now um so on a more kind of personal level how are you two kind of doing with everything and uh i asked this question to all of our interviewees if the shutdown was to end tomorrow what's the first thing you would do what would you do where would you go who would you see what are you kind of looking forward to the most to getting back to that's hard putting you on the spot it's such a hard question because <laughs> there's so much right I'm like I want to do everything <laughs> yeah everything um I, I think yeah go ahead go see my parents because mm. I haven't seen them and my kids really really miss them um so I'd probably see my parents and then my um my husband's family like go see them like our family right like yeah. my sister um my brother-in-law because we you forget how much you like we talk to them on FaceTime um, but just having like interaction with someone in person is so much more powerful. And I think that's one big takeaway from this is, um, that's like a powerful way to interact with someone. And we take it for granted we, <laughs> that you get to see people whenever you, whenever you want. Um, so that'd probably be, be like my first thing. And I know you said just one, but on my way home, I would stop at Starbucks. <laughs> Oh, Starbucks. Yeah. Nice. Actually go into Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I kind of echo that. I mean, first thing I did say, the first thing I would do is get my Invisaligns off mm. because I was supposed to get them off a couple weeks ago, but obviously can't do that. Invisaligns are like clear braces. Oh, okay. Kind of things. Like they're the trays yeah. and they like I slowly straighten your teeth. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so those are still on my teeth and I don't want them anymore. <laughs> Um, but I would go to my grandparents' house and I know everyone would come, the whole family. My aunt just had a new baby on the weekend. So I would get to meet him and just see all my cousins and everything like that. That's definitely, we're already planning that for the yeah, first yeah. thing that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it really makes you realize just how much, at least me personally, you kind of take for granted. You kind of take for granted being able to walk into the office, see your friends, go to class, see your family every day, anytime you want. So uh, we're thankful that we have the technology to kind of keep us together, but definitely going to be some hugs going around when, uh, when this all ends for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, what are you kind of to doing to cope? Um, are you guys exercising? Is there a new TV series you're into any kind of good self-help books or pr pleasure books you guys are into? Um, what are some guilty pleasures that you're using to pass your, your time right now? Oh my gosh. So, so <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I don't work out. <laughs> my husband does and I did it for like two days and I was like yeah no it's just not for me I go outside but I, I just can't I can't do it yeah um so I don't do that 
Um, but I have been, I could talk about this literally for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, I feel like I opened a restaurant in my home, like first. Yeah. Um, we've been making some meals that I, I'm like, this would cost $40 at a, at a restaurant. Like what is happening right now? I made bread the other day Ooh, and side nice. note, there's no yeast in the city of Kingston. You cannot buy yeah. red yeast anywhere. But if you have beer. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's delicious. Um, I will give you the recipe, Layton, and maybe you can post it. Like I would it, love to. It's delicious and it's so easy. I'll so, put it above the financial resources because that's yeah, what's important. Bread. <laughs> Your bread. How to make bread. Advocacy bread. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think we're cooking more here too. So Lots yeah. Lots of cooking, like yeah. so much cooking. Um, a lot of online shopping because I have no self-control. Same. And um, crafts with the kids. Lots of crafts with the kids because they, they get rangy. Like they, you know, they can't, they don't know what's going on. So it's challenging for them. Um, but yeah, that's like, I think cooking for me has been a big one. Um, I'm over the cleaning thing, you know not yeah. really into it um i have to get up and get ready every day like i have to get up get dressed do my makeup do my hair like i would be like leaving my house or i'll sit around and do nothing um and schedule my day loosely like it's not like an exact schedule but i have a basic kind of schedule of my day that i i typically follow um and i'm really lucky that we're still working like i'm very very thankful because it keeps my day busy um, and we have tons of ongoing projects that we were working on for September into like next year, big, big projects that we can work on now, which is really, really great. So, um, I've been, I've been happy to do that every day. So good. How about you, Elle? Yeah. I mean, I pretty similar. I still have to wake up, get ready and do all that. I think I've said it almost every time I'm on the podcast, but I have to do that or I won't leave my bed. I won't do anything. Um, I have been working out every single day. Good job, Al. Thank you. Like, I almost feel like I was going to the gym, obviously, before this, but this is almost, it's allowed me to focus a little bit more because I'm sure other people can relate, but sometimes when I went to the gym, I would just do cardio and lower body. Like, I would never really work out my arms and, like, abs and stuff, so I've been trying to focus a little bit more of a routine with that, so that's been really nice. Um, and then I read every single book that I have at my house. <laughs> so I'm kind of out of books. I might actually order a few, but I have been journaling almost every single day, which is interesting. I used to journal when I was younger, but then I think as I got older and busy, I just kind of grew out of it. And then lately it's been really, really nice to just whenever I have like thoughts or ideas, because I think that's a big thing with this is you're just, you're so secluded that you have a lot more time to think. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to just like write it out and then it's out of my mind kind of thing. Um, so that's basically what I've been doing. I have my dog, so we go on walks, runs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to get outside at least for a little bit each day. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we've all seen that that funny paper that says we're all just um, basically complicated plants. We just need food, water, sun, right? So yeah. <laughs> get out, soak it up while we can. Hopefully there's some warmer weather on the way. Right mm -hmm. on. Yeah, definitely. Um, what kind of things have you been doing lately? Me personally? Uh, well, school wrapped up for me last week. So I'm happy to kind of put that 
behind me for the summer now. Um, as Beth alluded to, uh, lucky that we're still kind of working. We have jobs to kind of keep us supported right now and things to keep us on track. Um, but my parents are both not working right now. Uh, they're both uh, provincial and federal government employees. Um, so they're home. Um, so we've been doing a lot of family stuff, more cooking, uh, kind of more planning around bigger projects we want to do. We, we did our roof last week. So just stuff around, uh, it's an older house, right? 60 year old house. So there's always stuff to do. Um, as well as getting outside, going for a drive, going for a walk, something, just getting outside. Um, I find my motivation and my creativity becomes very stagnant. If I don't leave the house, you have to get out and reset your brain, get out. And um, also very important for me too is getting up and putting on jeans and a, and a shirt rather than just staying in your sweatpants all day or else it's hard for me to be motivated as well because it's that mind frame set, right? So yeah. some mm -hmm. important things to to uh to do but other than that um reading um and uh i'm finishing um suits on tv remember the tv show suits got got back into that with my free time so i've been uh i've been uh streaming that a little bit on the netflix but um i've been watching or i re-watched um the last kingdom mm. anyone who likes like historical drama action type um shows it's called the last kingdom and there's three seasons and the, the um, fourth season starts on Sunday. So I got my husband to like watch them. And then I watched the last couple. It's really, really good. It is like, it's a little intense. So like, if you don't like <laughs> intense um, shows, that's not for you, but it's um, based on like actual history. Now it's loosely based, um, but it's really, really good. So I've been watching that and I've been really, really liking that. Nice. That's good to know. I needed a new show. So maybe I'll start watching that. Mm -hmm. right. um, so Beth, before we got going here, um, you kind of said you might have some stuff for us to kind of check out that you were kind of um, showing us. So uh, let's delve into your stash of goodies and uh, discuss what you got here. Okay, so I went around my house and grabbed a bunch of things that I've either purchased during quarantine or that I thought would be like interesting things uh, for people to want to get um, or look into. So um, I'm going to start with my books. I have a pile of books here. Um, none of them are new. So they're not like new bestseller books or just like books that I like. And I think they're a good read. So first, obviously, <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> okay, this is um, the last book in the Harry Potter series. It's my favorite of all the books. I own all of them, um, but I just like this one the best. But honestly, the Harry Potter series is such a good read. It's written so well. Um, if you've only ever seen the movies um, and you like the movies, read the books. They're mm -hmm. so good. And this is like a good size book. Like this will take you a bit um, to read. So it'll take up a couple days probably to read this one, depending how fast you read. Um, so this is a good one. Um, and I've owned this since I was like 12 or 13. Like this is, yeah, very, very good. Okay. Um, oh, this is a book that probably not a lot of people know about. It's called Nobody Nowhere. This is an older book, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and it's by Donna William. And this is an autobiography um, type of book um, about her Donna and she um, is an autistic woman um, and it talks about like her struggles as a child um, and going through life because she didn't get diagnosed or understand what was 
um, going on with her until I think she was like in her 20s, 25. Um, it's really, really interesting. And it's written, um, very differently. Um, so it's just like an interesting book and it's actually a three book series. This is the first book. And then there's two others. Um, just such an interesting point of view for somebody, um, from a young age who was, had so many challenges and issues and didn't understand why. Um, so it's a really good read. I really like that one. And it's not very big. Um, oh, I don't have the cover. I take the cover off my books. I'm I do that too. Like the dust covers. Um, this is the Lost Symbol by Dan Brown. This is a classic. Um, if you like history, if you like anything like that, this is a great one written really well. And there's a huge series on them. And then the last one is called, this is kind of like a self-help book. It's called Love mm -hmm. and Respect. For anyone who is married in a relationship, common law, um, I just thought I'd throw this in. This is a great book. My husband and I both read it. Um, it talks about how to, you know, basically communicate with each other and what each of you are kind of looking at. And it really focuses on how women receive love and want to feel love and how men um, feel love through respect. So um, it's a really, really interesting read. Um, it's good. And I would suggest that you both read it if you're in a relationship that you both read it. Um, oh, my nail light. Okay. Oh, yes. Stoppers Drug Mart. I think this was $54.99 and I had like $20 in points. So I used that. I think it was like 35 bucks. Um, buy any gel nail polish. Put your fingers under this bad boy. Done. Amazing. Okay. okay. Important. Very important. Um, oh, this is my favorite lip gloss right now. This <laughs> is the Fenty Beauty lip gloss in Fussy. I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's not the best. Sticky. It looks so good and it smells delicious. Um, this is a bath bomb. Okay. Ooh. Good karma. And it's by Sage. Um, you can order this online. And these are so cute because you put them in your tub and you let it like dissolve. And there's this little paper um, that comes out and it has like a little well wish on it for you. Or like, a little, like quote. It's so cute. Um, cute. And baths are good for us. My, like my husband loves to have like a nice bath and so do I, like, it's just like a nice relaxing thing. So I've not baths in a year. I've shower. Sorry. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> bath bombs though, eh? Yeah. They're so cute and you can get them online and the shipping um, was pretty quick. So, and this was $4 and 95 cents. I get really bored in the bath. What's that? I get really bored in the bath. You got to bring in your like, I, I do watch well I've done that but I always get nervous about like the condensation ruining like my phone or something <laughs> it's not going to ruin your phone um but then I also like I'll bring a book like a light candles do the yeah. bubbles bring a book I just get bored I don't know what it is weird Al it's I know <laughs> like it's not playtime it's relaxing time I know but I'm just like I feel like I get in and after like a few minutes I'm relaxed and then I'm like okay now what? done now yeah I'm like cool well, I guess this is not for you. No, I can't. I waste bath bombs. Okay. Um, last thing. This is for parents of young children. Um, as the warm weather comes, uh, I'm sure we're going to be hopefully uh, midsummer um, out 
swimming and having fun. And if you have a pool in your backyard, we have, we have a pool. Um, we were just really fortunate in the house we bought had a pool. We were not looking for one and just had one. Um, it's a lot of work, um, but our kids like it. Um, but for anyone who like takes your kids out to the beach or has a pool and worries about them, this is called, I think it's called the splash about. Yeah. And it is like a bathing suit and it has the floaties right in it like inside of it and this has been this is the second one that we purchased for our, our youngest daughter and they're just they're comfortable they're not bulky and we don't worry as much yeah. when she's um you know outside running around and she's three um but this would be just as good for anyone who has like a cottage um even if you have one of those like um pools you put in your backyard they're just like the three foot uh, um water level ones are just like a peace of mind. Um, you can get them on Amazon. That was $40, I believe. There's lots of different colors and you can take the floaties out as they get um, older. So the buoyancy changes and they can learn to swim. So um, I thought it was a really good product. And I just thought it'd be good for any parents when we hopefully midsummer um, can get out there and enjoy some nice weather and swimming and stuff. So that's, yeah, that's really awesome. That was my, my, little list great it's a good well, list yeah yeah came uh <laughs> came prepared to share share the scoop so thanks for that people like to know things i like yeah. i want to share yeah. that with all of you thank That's you awesome um okay well before i wrap it up um is there any kind of thing you guys want to say um just to the student body maybe a nice message um before we kind of sign off here um I will, of course, post uh, post those links below this once uh, once this gets posted to YouTube. Um, but other than that, um, there's a lot of uncertainty amongst the student body. A lot of nervousness, uh, doesn't know what it's going to look like. And I know that uh, the students here in Kingston are looking to the SA for leadership. Um, I think the team's come together. We've done a great job. Um, and I know there's only um, forward to go. So um, Beth, what would you say to the students who are feeling kind of uncertain right now? Um, I would say that, um, I think we all feel uncertain. So sometimes it feels better when you know that it's not just you. Uh, I think everyone feels that way. And even the most put together people, um, have that feeling. So, um, it's okay to feel that way. Um, and you should like, that's all right. Um, but that we live in a country that, um, promotes you know taking care of each other and community um and we've seen that throughout this um and hopefully we continue to see that um one of the things that was announced today for students is there is a student emergency benefit that the federal government has put out um there's not a lot of information about that currently like it was just announced but it looks like a 1200 dollars monthly payment um for post-secondary students running through um, right to August. So from May to August, um, and it will uh, look to make up lost work and cut hours. Um, and there is an increase to that benefit, I think up to 1700 for anyone with disabilities or who are caring for other people. So um, there's lots of programs and places that can help you. And we are one of them, the student association, like our job is to work for you. That's, that's why we exist. Um, so if you need anything, if you have a question about anything, contact us, that's what we do. Um, we might not be able to answer you right away, but we'll, we'll work as 
hard as we can to find the answer and provide you with the best resources possible or available. Um, so connect with us. If, even if you just need help, like filling out paperwork, like if you're trying to apply for something and it's just like too much for you and you're stressed and you have, you're overloaded and your anxiety is like through the roof, ask us. Like we can, we can do that for you. We're here to do that for you. Um, I would just, my message is don't forget that we're around and we love to do that. Like that's why all of us took these jobs and work for the student association because we want to help people. And in our job, it's students and we all, um, you know, live by that and we all kind of promote that. So talk to us, let us know what's going on. Um, we'll point you in the right direction. We'll help you through whatever with what's going on and remember there's programs happening right now that are going to help you get through this it's not forever uh, it's going to help you through this time uh, and we're all going through it i'm working my husband's not you know like it we're, we all have our own struggle and our own problems going on and um, we can't minimize anyone so um, come to us see us we will help you with absolutely anything <clears throat> yeah that's awesome i I definitely agree with everything that Beth said. It's really important to reach out. Um, there's tons of people to help. And on top of that, I think it's also important to kind of say your daily gratitudes, like recognize what we do still have, recognize the things that we're grateful for in these times and also outside of these times that we maybe didn't recognize fully when we had it, like going out to eat or seeing your family and that kind of stuff. I think it's important to acknowledge those and still be very grateful um, and then reach out, you know, check in with people too. check in with your friends, check in with your family members. Cause like Beth said, we're all going through something different, even though we're going through something that's the same, it's different for everyone. You never know how people are doing. So I think that's really, really important to come together during these times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, well, thank you ladies. I appreciate, um, both of you being here, uh, both of you are tremendous assets to the team and more importantly to students here in Kingston. So thank you for making yourselves available and uh, for being strong uh, a female role models for students here in Kingston. Um, oh, Leighton, Leighton, sorry, yeah. <laughs> plug, follow me on TikTok. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been uh, doing TikToks. Send me, send me. So um, bye. Send me yeah. your TikTok and your beer bread recipe. I'll put it on the link. I will put the beer bread recipe. I will send it to you. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, please do. I am currently trying to get one up every day. It's not going like as well as planned, but I'm trying. And um, I waste three to four hours every night on TikTok. <laughs> Same. Same. TikTok is definitely like taken over a little bit. It's bad. I like think of something in my head. And I'm like, oh, I have to put that on TikTok. Yeah, it's bad. Anyway, shameless plug, but thank you, Layton, for having me. And I, I really hope that um, students are okay, safe, happy, healthy. And if they're struggling, please let us know because we want to help. We want mm -hmm. to do that for you. That is our job. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I also like to plug my personal Instagram. It's L Isadora, just in case, because sometimes people feel more comfortable reaching yeah. out like personally and one-on-one. -on -one. Tons of people have been doing that. Feel free. Anyone can reach out to me. I'm always available. Awesome. Thank you very much again, ladies. Um, some great information here. Some good resources shared. I'm glad we did this. Um, and Beth, maybe we'll have you back on next month for another check-in. Absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Let's do a makeup tutorial. Yes. We can do the makeup tutorial that I'm, was promised a long time ago. Guys, awesome. I'm down. I, I'll I, 
Yeah, and I need a tutorial, so let's do it. Cool. All right. Okay. I'll have my people contact your people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Appreciate okay. your time. Thanks so much, Layton. Um, and we'll sign off for today.